0: Hey guys, party,
1: celebrate. (laughs) Welcome
0: back to the gripe. It is Thursday, November 1st, and I'm playing party noises because I'm so happy that October is over because October was just a shit month.
1: October was the worst.
0: Like you, you personally kind of know why October was a shit month for me. But did you have a shitty month? Uh, I mean, I think so. I had a lot of feelings. You however. had a lot of feelings. Yeah, but it wasn't like the world was just hurling fireballs at you.
1: Um, that's my life usually. Oh, I feel like I'm constantly dodging like meter-sized fireballs. <laughs> fireballs. So just to not, you know, I just am tired of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I almost got into an accident yesterday oh, that would you? not have been my fault, mm-hmm. and I, that would have just been the icing on the on cake. On the
1: October. On the
0: October cake. cake. So I'm just really hoping now, with it being November 1st, my birthday coming up, Uh you know how I like to remind people of that, (laughs) November 6th, the general election day. Uh Two years ago, my birthday was right before, it was on Sunday, right before uh, the presidential election, and things just did not go my way. (laughs) So I'm just, we're not hoping for a repeat of that.
1: No. I mean, it could go, you know. One of two ways. You got a 50-50 shot.
0: <laughs> so. It be
1: really great or, like, terrible.
0: Everybody just get out there and do your civic duty.
1: Um. vote your conscience. No. Conscience. Can we just stop with that bullshit? What bullshit? Vote the right way.
0: <laughs> it's Voker. not just
1: about voting in general. It's about voting for the good shit. Like.
0: Yeah, but people have different definitions of what is good. I know,
1: but I'm just saying, like, we're all talking code, right? Whatever Donald Trump stands for, vote the opposite fucking way. (laughs) Let's just say that bullshit. Okay? It's true. I'm I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, you just just go out and vote. It's like, it's more than that. We're in this position because there's someone horrible.
0: There's a crazy person.
1: Yes. In the White House. You know
0: what I'm saying? 46 minus Mm -hmm. one. Thank you. (laughs) That's what Pete Souza says. Have you noticed that? Yes. So... Halloween was yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, we've talked about this last year when we did our Halloween grapes. Like, I mentioned that I don't like to dress up for Halloween, um, and <laughs> <laughs> um, for a couple of reasons. It's a major time investment for, like, making a costume and gathering everything. Right,
1: and some people are really into that.
0: Yeah, and I just don't care about it, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other part is it's a money investment. Right. And I'd rather, like, spend money on real clothes. <laughs> like, none of these things have changed over the years, right? So my my in-laws come this past weekend, and they, um, they're they still here, actually. But they my mother's in-law is very crafty. Yes. And she has always made all of Charlotte's Halloween costumes. So she made Charlotte a princess costume. Yes. And on Saturday morning... They got in late Friday night, Saturday morning. When I go to greet them, hello. um, I see a grown-up size princess costume for me as well that matches Charlotte's. Uh Charlotte's is hot pink, and mine is more of a light pink. Mm -hmm. And to say that I was surprised would be the understatement of the year. (laughs) Because I didn't. This was unasked for. Right. Um, And, yeah, I was a little wary of wearing it because I... Like, I knew that I was going to have to wear it to go trick-or-treating with her <laughs> um, because you, she made it for me. I, like, a, this is like an actual princess costume. Yeah.
1: Lots of taffeta. Yes. Right.
0: And, uh, you know, a lot of effort went into this. Yeah. And so, anyway. And it fits
1: you real well. I yeah. I say.
0: She did a good job,
1: you know. How did she know your measurements? She I, knew.
0: I guess Erin told her, like, maybe what size, you know, how tall I am and what size clothes I wear. Oh. And, Okay. Maybe my chest size. Uh (laughs) My booty size.
1: She snatched that waist, huh? Yeah.
0: Um so yeah, Halloween was last night. I wore the costume out in Edmonds because there's like a major trick or treating thing downtown. And I have to say I enjoyed the attention.
1: (laughs) You (laughs) gasped. What a shock.
0: Audible (gasps) (laughs) gasp. No, yeah, so People were feeling it. People took my picture
1: with Charlotte.
0: Some people just (gasps) took my picture. Stop it right now. Charlotte and I entered a costume contest. So we have—I don't know if we won, but Uh, we entered. Okay. (laughs) Um, And so I'm—I'm editing my opinion.
1: Uh oh. If someone a year later, if someone does all of the work,
0: if someone does all of the work, if they make me a costume and all I have to do is wear it. (laughs) That I'll, I'm into it.
1: I actually heard that from someone else this morning. Oh, yeah? At yoga when I taught. Um, he said, same thing. He's like, I'm not against it, you know, but if someone's going to make me a costume and I'll wear it, that's great. But for me to put in the effort and the time and the money, yeah, I'm not interested in yeah, that this, that much. that
0: guy's my new friend. Yeah. For sure. Hi, Nick. Hi, hey, Nick. <laughs> um, so, and I was also, like, giving people, giving my mother-in-law
1: the crops, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: because people on the street would be like, "Oh my gosh, I love your costume." I'd be like, "My mother-in-law made mm-hmm. blah 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 blah." So You're she, yeah, it's
1: Chanel. <laughs> Imagine,
0: <laughs> I had this flown in from Paris uh, yesterday. her. Cl- <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, obnoxious. Um, so you know, she was super happy. Everybody was happy. It, it was... was
1: a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We went out. We did. It was like a pre Halloween extravaganza. Was
0: really fun. It was so
1: great. We went to the Capitol Halloween.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We brought Charlotte out there. Um, yeah, that was a dry run. Dry run for the costume. Mm-hmm. And that uh, was cute.
0: I was really glad that you joined us because that made it really
1: mm-hmm. more fun for me. You know, I'm like the sauce for the party. Just, put, <laughs> just add sauce and boom. Add so me. we're on there Broadway.
0: We go. Going up and down, trick or treating, and mm-hmm. every single place that we're going into, Kai is coming up with a themed <laughs> candy. Like, it give was an like example.
1: A, like, there's like a Thai restaurant. I'm like, I can make that fish sauce style candies. <laughs> what kind of, what fish, of fish sauce, sauce style? style, style candy. Candy. <laughs> Chili peppers <laughs> candy that are like, given out here.
0: But it was always a tootsie <laughs> roll or a dot. Do you yeah. like dots?
1: No, you know I don't like the candy thing.
0: Why do I always ask you? Exactly. Every single podcast I'm asking you about a candy or a dessert. The
1: only candies I care about would be like a Snickers or a Kit Kat. And I barely care about those. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But that was great because all the businesses around on the hill were... Except for some, okay. <laughs> Most of the corporations. We won't name your names, okay. But we
0: both used to work there,
1: <laughs> so there. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was so cute because like the kids were checking each other out. Oh my
0: gosh, no it shame in kids. Yeah, kids will just stare at each other. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, you stop staring. Charlotte um, always staring.
1: What was the best costumes on, on the kids that you saw, whether it was last night or on Saturday?
0: Besides oh, no. Charlotte, you know, you know I don't remember. One.
1: My my favorite one was the um, there was like a baby in the stroller that was like just kind of out of it. It's because it, that baby's too young to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But they had put on a troll hair ha- like oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, on that it. Was funny. It was so funny because that kid's just like blank expressions like what's going on here. With this like, crazy-ass mop of head.
0: <laughs> we saw some interesting characters out on the hill, are We too. sure did. People are always acting crazy. Well, it's one
1: of those things where it's like, um, is it because that's Halloween, or is it just the hill? Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: That was like last week we saw some people in costumes, and Aaron was like, Tuesday exactly. or Halloween? Yep. <laughs> exactly. Um, what's going on in your world? Um, just terror and...
1: Just the t- doomsday. <laughs> totally. It's all doom. It is. It, like we mean, gotta. It
0: is a lot of doom out there. Doom
1: and gloom this week.
0: Yeah, so we're just gonna bring more complaints to you.
1: Yeah, but you know, just to keep it a little more positive <laughs> for another second. Um, yeah, we gave out the, we gave out candy at Maven last night too because people because the businesses in Fremont. Uh, were, Did a thing. Yeah, from three to six, and that was awesome. It was cute to see all the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, And some parents too, dressing up. Yeah,
0: I mean, I was surprised that a lot of parents dressed up. Yeah,
1: I was surprised that there was that many people out. um, Well, it turned out to be a nice night. It was. It was gorgeous.
0: Didn't rain. You're so lucky.
1: Um, yeah, but now we gotta turn a dark corner. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, this is the world we're living in, I guess. It is.
1: Um, so should we talk about the pipe bomb shit first? There was like a there's an American terrorist.
0: Caesar Milan, don't say his name. It's not even his name. That's the dog <laughs> whisperer. Yeah,
1: um, charged with sending 14 pipe bombs through the mail. He,
0: he and yeah. sent it to
1: all like these prominent de- Democrats.
0: He's gonna be in jail for the rest of his life for but, what? For 45. Exactly. You're throwing it all away for 45.
1: And they were describing like when he was like, uh, you know. During his arraignment, he's like all red-faced and crying.
0: He used to be a male stripper. Uh, like, I know, right? Did you read that I part? Did. Gross. Ew. Go with his ponytail. Gross. Ew. Was he balding with a ponytail? That's- gross.
1: <laughs> Ew. I don't want to think about that. It reminds me of the 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 character on The Simpsons that's like, uh the the ponytail. When he talks like this. I don't know. I don't know. I went to a comic bookstore.
0: Okay. Vaguely.
1: So that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Thank God no one was killed yeah. or harmed.
0: I'm glad that he wasn't very intelligent and he didn't do it in a good right. way. So but you got in jail, fool. So nobody got hurt. Exactly.
1: Unfortunately, um, people did get hurt in that Pittsburgh synagogue killing. Yeah. 11 elderly Jewish elderly people. Elderly people. Yeah.
0: That is so heartbreaking. I mean,
1: and what's more heartbreaking is like it's all still noise to people. It just, it just, it's not, you know, a defining thing that's going to change any regulations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, or change people's minds at all.
0: Do you think, even in 2020, if we get a person in the presidency that has common sense mm-hmm. and a soul and a heart, that anything would change? Exactly. I don't know. I guess it would have to be a Democratic Congress mm. or Senate.
1: Right, but I don't know. Like there's like
0: to like approve any law changes right
1: with gun control. Sensible gun control. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, that's a great question. I don't know. I just feel like if Sandy Hook didn't change people's minds, yeah, yeah. then we're fucked. Yeah, I mean I feel like we're fucked anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Happy so November. go vote, you guys. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> go vote <both> the right way. <laughs> go, and you know what I mean by that. God, don't make Kai go off on you like <laughs> he just did on me. Did I? I mean, uh, you did a little bit. Uh, I just you know, I was, I was just expanding upon <laughs> what you had just said.
0: Um. So what else?
1: What else? You said you had else? lots of bad news to talk about. I mean, that's so. really it. You know.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, we've been listening to
1: podcasts. Oh yeah, that's right. And what are you into these days? So,
0: the two that I've recently listened to and that I've loved are Doctor Death and uh, Dirty John, Mm -hmm. both by the production company Wondery. Right. And they're only six episodes, so you can kind of you can get to them really fast and they're only like 35, 45 minutes each. Uh-huh. I do think that they draw them out a little bit. Yes. I'm like, you're trying to well, get to six episodes.
1: Right. Because there's like maybe an episode that you kind of don't need in there. But they just want to give you a, yeah. a lot more context. To About it. the, yeah. About what, yeah, whatever the, the stitch is.
0: Dr. Death, I was cringing. I know. So guys, seriously go listen to these because they're good. Yeah. Dirty John, I was like... You are so stupid.
1: Who? Everybody?
0: The Deborah.
1: The mom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dumb. Yeah, it's just poor life choices, mm-hmm. I felt like. There was like, a lot of bad life choices happening in, in uh, Dirty John. Yeah. Um, and I told you that it was becoming a TV show. Yeah, you got and at a first, couple of the facts wrong. And at first you didn't care.
0: <laughs> That's not true. Because I
1: said Eric Banna was going to be Dirty John. And you're like, oh, okay, whatever. And then...
0: Connie Britton right. is going to be Deborah. Which
1: I didn't say. I think I said Naomi Watts or something. Mm-hmm. And that got you real excited okay.
0: about it. I love Connie Britton. <laughs> she is she's great. Mrs. Coach Taylor. Yes. And she has amazing hair, which I don't understand how <laughs> she still has hair like that when she's like 50 some years old.
1: Uh huh. Wig. Just kidding. No,
0: <laughs> it's gonna be on Bravo starting November twenty fifth. That's yes. the weekend after Thanksgiving. <gasps> it's almost Thanksgiving time. Yes. I'm actually. I feel like your excitement for Thanksgiving is rubbing off oh, on good. me. Good. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah.
1: Are you? What are you all doing? Do you know yet? I don't
0: know. You know, we usually go to Leavenworth, and oh yeah, that's right. Um, we might be doing that again this year. Ah. Yeah.
1: Bring I'm some tr- tr- turkey breasts with y'all.
0: <laughs> some turkey legs. <laughs> <laughs> and walk around Leavenworth.
1: Yeah, I'm going back to Minneapolis. That'll be With fun. my brother. Yeah.
0: That'll be super good. Be
1: awesome. Um, but, yeah.
0: What have you been listening to?
1: I was... List- I'm currently listening to The Dream, which is about multi-level marketing. Oh. Sort of the history of it. Um, and, like, sort of the... Misogynistic lean there is that
0: is mostly geared towards women
1: Um, and why that is how that was born.
0: Oh, it was intentional.
1: Kind of yes. So there was a so part of the the narrative in that is that um, women will make less money, but it makes them feel important, Mm. so they're okay with it, and that was like this thing that i forgot what the guy's name is that kind of started this whole movement decades ago um was banking on um so it's it's quite interesting
0: how many episodes is that um
1: it's like 6 oh okay yeah so it's a short series um i'm not finished with it yet but it's quite interesting hmm. they go undercover yeah
0: oh I should listen I mean I, I need a new one so maybe I'll start listening to that one
1: yeah and so they try they go undercover and they I wonder if they
0: used our MLM episode as research <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, there's a certain makeup line that they felt was like sort of their best fit and when they tried it on the makeup itself they're like it feels like you're not wearing Maxima on your face and it feels disgusting yeah um, interesting yeah so check it out it's called The, the Dream, Dream
0: the tree. Alright. So this week, you guys, we are talking about our book club pick. Hey. And it's so funny because we gave like two months to read this book, but you can read it in a
1: week. In like, Yeah, exactly. You can read it really, really fast. It's a really fast, fast read.
0: So um, it's The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Yes. Um, and it's now an, been made into a major motion picture. Yeah. It's already out in theaters. It's out there. I saw it uh, advertised when I was taking Charlotte to go see Goosebumps this past weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, making smart parent choices, <laughs> taking my three year old to see scary movie.
1: <laughs> She's into that though. Yeah, and she it, loves it actually
0: is not scary. It was good. Isn't
1: it like um, the Goosebumps stuff that she watches at night scarier? <laughs> Netflix.
0: The goose. Aaron and I were talking about this. Okay, the Goosebumps stuff that she watches on Netflix is like kids Black Mirror episodes. <laughs> It is. That's hot. It's weird. I'd have
1: been into it. Oh, no, if I was little.
0: <laughs> yeah. She ha- she doesn't understand most of it. Oh. She's like, what's happening now? I'm like, let's just find another one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but she's into it. She
0: loves her some dark stuff.
1: She's a merdino in yeah. your making. Um, so the making. So back to give. the hit you give. Yeah. The you give. So I understand that this started when she was in college.
0: She started writing this in college? Yeah. Oh, um, I didn't realize that.
1: It was just, I don't know if it was like a dissertation or if it was like just an essay that she was writing mm-hmm. uh, because of all of the police killings that were happening at the time. And then once she graduated, she expanded on it. Um, and this was really born out of the Black Lives Matter movement.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I want to say first and foremost, I think that every person should read this book because mm-hmm. it gives such a good... Perspective on a life that many people don't know anything about. Right. I um, learned a lot. Yeah. So uh, I just want to, and since it's like such an easy read, you know, I was surprised when I saw how thick it was. I was like, oh, this might take me a minute. I
1: know. And then I went up, I was like, okay, I can do this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, I keep talking. How many about pages is it so book. I can feel important? It was four. <laughs> this version was like four hundred and forty uh-huh. pages. It's not that long though. No. It's so fast. It was uh lots of space yeah. in between the words.
1: Um
0: Alright, so let's get into it. Basically, into it. there's a gal, our protagonist.
1: It opens on a party scene. They're at a party.
0: Oh yeah, she's at a party in her neighborhood, which
1: um Garden Heights.
0: She refers to as the ghetto. Yes. And um she starts to talk about how she has two personalities,
1: two lives. Yeah. yeah. So
0: one is her personality where she lives and in her neighborhood, in Garden Heights. And yep. The other personality is her private school that she goes to with and her siblings,
1: Williamson or Williams- Williamson. Williamson, yeah, prep. Yeah. And so she's one way in her neighborhood and in her home, and then she's another way um, at her school, which is pre- predominantly white uh-huh. and affluent. Yeah. Um, Whereas, Garden Heights is a poor black neighborhood. She describes it in her own words, it's where you go to get jumped, high, or pregnant. And so her parents recognize that, obviously. So they send her, they bust her asses to get her to this private school. Um, And so that's where she gets her education.
0: Was there a reason that they didn't want her to go to school in Garden Heights? Like that they talked about in here? Other
1: other than that generalization that I just made. that was. Because that, that seems
0: interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a little bit about her parents. Um, her mom got pregnant with her in high school. Mm-hmm. I want to say, and her like her mom was super young. Um, and her dad had, was in prison. Her dad was King Maverick.
1: Yeah, he was in a gang, and he
0: was like a, a high level in the gang.
1: And he he took the bullet basically for another guy. Mm-hmm. Not was- literally. Yeah, but he um, confessed to something so that the the higher up gang member didn't go to jail. So he took three years for this other gang member, mm-hmm. and that was actually his way out of the gang. Because he wanted to leave. Yeah, he wanted to leave and said, "I'll say I did it on the condition that I'm out of the gang when I get out." Got it. Yeah.
0: So you know, he turns into like a straight, clean guy, mm-hmm. kind of a stalwart. Of the neighborhood. Yes. Wants to stay in the neighborhood because he feels like if he leaves the neighborhood, he's not adding to
1: the value, the
0: contribution of society and like cleaning it up and just being a good contributor, I guess. Right.
1: Um, He owns a store,
0: a grocery store.
1: Uh And Star with two R's says that her parents say, This is where we live because this is where our people are. Right. So they. They live there, but they are also recognized that they are trying to give her a better life and a better education, uh-huh. and it's better to do it at this private school. Yeah.
0: So, anywho, yeah.
1: Um. So we're at this party, and then we are introduced to a girl named Kenya, uh-huh. with whom Star shares a half brother (laughs) yeah that that
0: whole connection was it took me a while to get there i'm like wait she's kind of related to kenya but she's she's not related to kenya exactly kenya seems kind of mean to her why does she hang out with her right yeah
1: so we also meet khalil khalil childhood friend Mm -hmm. um and they go way back she thinks he's
0: fine but
1: they they have tension but they have never done anything together.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were basically grown up together exactly. since they were three years old, taking baths together. So they're
1: they're chit-chatting at the party and she's getting texts from a guy named Chris that we later find out is her boyfriend.
0: From Williamson. Yes. He's white.
1: Correct. Um, so they're just hanging out. All of a sudden, gunshots ring out mm-hmm. at the party. Khalil grabs Star. They head to his car and they drive off. Mm-hmm. Right?
0: Then they get pulled over. Yes. And this is like I was actually surprised <laughs> in the book how fast they got yes, to it.
1: me too. I thought it was going to take a while to get some more character development, all that stuff. But.
0: Correct. And I was actually, like, I was dreading writing this book because I knew what it was about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I didn't feel like crying. Some t- Because I will, like, cry in a book if I get <laughs> really attached to a character. Yeah. And then you obviously know that it's going to be some... Content that is real life shit that's happening right now yeah. in this book, but they didn't really flesh out Khalil that much,
1: right? I mean, you learn later on more about him, yeah, but you don't have like a big emotional investment in him at the offset, mm-hmm. which is maybe what that's that was the point that they wanted to make, yeah. You know,
0: so essentially, and I feel like everybody knows this is coming. They get pulled over by the police. Um, they don't. They, you know, listen to everything that the police says. Um, Khalil does move, like when the officer tells him not to move, he goes yeah. in to make sure that Star is okay because Star's still on the passenger side. Right, and Wait, then he gets shot.
1: He gets shot. Yes. So here, this is like sort of the first point that I kind of learned. I got more insight into it's like to be a black person where she said she's talking about the talk mm-hmm. that her dad gave her and
0: it's not about the birds and the bees
1: no that happened but this one was more about what to do if you get, you get stopped over. by yeah. police you know and it's always show your, show your hands the entire time don't move
0: do everything they say um, be respectful
1: be respectful just like yes or no answers get the badge number Mm-hmm. Right, so she does all that, and and while this is happening, when they're being stopped, she's asking herself, "I wonder if Khalil got this talk as well, right?" Mm-hmm. But he's a lot more laissez-faire, yeah, and more combative. Mm-hmm. Um, and he questions why they were stopped, um, and when he's pulled out, you know, the officer walks back to do whatever he's going to do. And as he goes to check on if Star's okay, um, he's shot, right? And Mm -hmm. it seems kind of needless and pointless that that happened. Um, Yeah.
0: So this is like the crux of the book. Right. This is where everything changes. Yes. And so... um, And the book was written based on the knowledge that, like, this is a current event. And Star knows that... It's gonna be a national news cycle, mm. with you know Twitter going off and everybody having like all the hashtags and people getting upset, and she's hesitant to come forward. Yeah. with her side of the story. And
1: that part was seems I didn't get that part right away. Like, why is she so hesitant? You mm. know, um, to to be named as the person that was in the car with Cleo. Like it is. It, I had a hard time, like, why is she being so scared about that? But in that context, I understand now, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. Uh, next, what happens? Um, well... So they come and grab her. The parents come. Well, she says that the cop hat has gone on her the entire time until backup up Like, game, aimed at her. Aimed at her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then her parents come. They take her home. She's in shock, Um, and then it's the next morning she wakes up and we meet Carlos, Uncle Carlos.
0: Oh yeah, Uncle Carlos. So this is her mom's brother. Yes. Essentially like her second dad, um, because he was the stand-in dad Mm -hmm. when her actual dad was in prison. In prison, yes. And he's a policeman. Right. And Mm African-American, yeah. Um, and so it's interesting that they have, I think, a black cop in there that she's related to. Right. Um, as kind of a juxtaposition to the other cops, uh-huh. the other bad cops.
1: Right. And like, and he says, so 115 is the cop's badge number who shot Khalil. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, that's what he's referred to the entire time. And then so Uncle Carlos is saying he works with 115 and he's a good guy, da-da-da-da. So if that, make, that makes the situation even more foggy.
0: Yeah. Right? But until Star tells him that he had the gun aimed at her the right. entire time. Exactly. Then she, Then Carlos is like, oh, yeah. Hell no. Yeah, this guy sucks. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, from that point... Um,
0: should we talk about, like, her kind of role at school?
1: Yeah, that's what i going to okay. go into next. So we find out now that um, Star has a boyfriend named Chris, mm-hmm. who's, like, got the earbuds in tall white guy. Who
0: also likes Jordans.
1: Jordans She talks a lot about Jordans. Jordans. And she talks about Fresh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Which yeah. is a great show. <laughs>
0: um, she relates to that show because she's also... The, uh, just like Fresh Prince, you know, moved in with, yeah, and went to the prep school. Mm-hmm. And she kind of relates to that. So, right. I, I loved me some Fresh Prince back in the day.
1: I, I don't, I, I mean, did obviously. Did you not ever watch it? I did, but I definitely lost interest after the oh, original. Aunt Viv. Aunt Viv.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. The Got first Aunt Viv me. was the best. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. My brother and I watched it every single week.
1: You did? hmm uh, Do you know okay. the rap?
0: Yeah. Everybody <laughs> knows the rap. So anyway, she's with Chris. They bond over Fresh Prince of Bel Air and Jordan's. And I think they both are on the basketball team, right? Like, she's on the girls' basketball team yes. and he's on the basketball team. Right. Um, and then she's got two best friends that were introduced to, Maya and Haley. Correct. We're early introduced to Haley as somebody that something like funky happened. has has gone on between them. There's a little bit of tension, right? We're not sure why,
1: but also they have something in common where someone that they that they knew died like the same week. Oh yeah, remember that?
0: So Haley's
1: mom, I think, had cancer, right? And then someone. That there was a friend of... Natasha. Star's. Natasha yeah. was killed. In a drive-by. So, right. So they were both mourning somebody when they first met, mm-hmm. which kind of bonded them together when they were younger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But we we, we realized through reading the book that Star has been um, on her Tumblr, which I didn't realize... Tumblr
1: was- is such a, it's such a big thing in this... In this book
0: Is it sponsored by Tumblr? No (laughs) Because I didn't realize that Tumblr was even a thing It's a thing
1: I mean it's like uh, Pinterest or Facebook for these kids Really? Yeah
0: But like actually not
1: just in the book Correct (laughs) I have no clue (laughs) I am not getting a Tumblr anytime soon, y'all.
0: AllisonTumblr.com. <laughs> so Star has a Tumblr where she's been putting up pics of, you know, Black Lives Matter-esque mm. material. Right. And all of a sudden... And
1: Emmett Till stuff, right?
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And Haley unfollows her, which, y'all, we know even as a 37-year-old woman, when you get unfollowed... That
1: means something. Something.
0: Something has happened. Something
1: in the milk ain't clean. So
0: when you are 16 and you're getting unfollowed, it's like times 100. Right. But I mean, if this was my best friend, like if you unfollowed me, uh huh, I'd be like, hi. What's up? You don't want to see pictures of me in my pink <laughs> princess costume?
1: <laughs> right.
0: Why doesn't she ask her?
1: Exactly. Well, I, I think that that's when this whole double consciousness thing takes over. Right. She doesn't ask her because she doesn't want to start waves and she doesn't want to be seen.
0: Angry black girl? Exactly. Okay.
1: She doesn't want to play into that stereotype, um, which I kind of get, mm-hmm. you know, um, to a point. And then obviously she breaks out of that eventually. Um, but at one point, starts questioned. She goes into the police station, uh-huh. and she's questioned. She wants they they want to know what, from her point of view what happens, and I think that she thinks that it's legit because Uncle Carlos is saying it's legit. Uh-huh. They just want to get to the bottom of it and um, all that good stuff. But then, in the middle of the questioning, the tone changes. Yeah, and they're asking. So Cleo was angry, right when he was made someone out of the car. And he sold drugs, right?
0: There was a gun in the car.
1: All that kind of stuff starts happening. And she goes on red alert. Yeah. Right? What would you think about that part? Where it's like, okay, we know that he's dead. And then this line of questioning, is it meant to justify his killing? Yeah. You know?
0: What did I think about that part? I mean, it just seems... It was hard for me to even... It just seemed normal. Like, it seemed everything about this book seemed like she had had a personal experience. Like, nothing was beyond the realm of believability. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I was just like, in my head, even though I've never been in that situation, I'm like, that seemed like that's what they would ask. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, in,
1: in, uh,
0: and turning the blame on him. I see. And not the police officer. Right. Like, Trying to find a justified reason for him being shot, right. and the police officer feeling quote unquote scared. Did you
1: read that about that thing that happened? I forget what state it was, where a uh, police officer she walked into the wrong apartment building, uh, apartment com- uh, apartment. Yeah. And then the she shot. The and person. she shot the person that was sitting there, who's actually lived. It there? was his apartment. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes, I heard that. And then. They said, well, there was weed found in the apartment. No, so? As if to justify this person's dead now, but it's okay. Okay, so
0: every white person in Seattle that has weed in their house? Right. Because, like, I only know white people that smoke weed in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, come on. Do you
1: know what I mean? So it's used to justify A killing. the killing as opposed to let's actually find out what happened. Yeah. You know, um, and charge this person if they were. Acting a oh, goddamn fool. Yeah. You know?
0: Jumping forward, did you know that 115 wasn't going to be indicted?
1: I mean, it was.
0: I was like, I know this is not going to end well right. with justice for Khalil because that's the real world.
1: Right. Did I. Was I hoping? I mean, the thing is, like, if I hoped that he was going to be, I would. It would be like, oh, okay, this is complete fairy tale. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? This is completely yeah. fictional. Yeah. Um But if you wasn't, then that was also also hugely disappointing. Yeah. You know. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> what um else? Khalil's funeral is next. Okay. So they go and they um Tried, you know they put him to rest. It's a big line, obviously. and at that point, as they're sitting down, the head gang member walks in mm-hmm. um, with his woman, and the woman happens to be seven's mom.
0: We haven't even talked about seven.
1: Seven is the star's brother. half-brother that she shares with Kenya. yeah, right. Um, and that's kind of embarrassing because she's kind of a mess. Right. Aisha, Aisha, and one of those gang members places a gray handkerchief on the casket on his body.
0: On his body, and I guess that's to signify that he, he was, was one of them. Yes, and so um, Star, our main character here, she struggles with that the whole time. Right, um, she doesn't understand how her you know friend from childhood could join a gang. Um, and then also sell, drugs. sell crack. So we learned that Khalil's mom was addicted to crack, and Star had witnessed him, you know, crying over the years because his mom just wasn't there for him. Right, he grew up with his grandmother, mm-hmm. um, and she was just confused on how how could you turn into this lifestyle when you know that it wreaks havoc mm-hmm. upon our community, right? So I think this was another, just, it's just so interesting because I feel like a lot of people have this idea of why people become, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? I want to say like pushers, mm-hmm. like people that sell drugs. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned that in the book, like where Star is talking to another person Um. And they're like, nobody wants to sell drugs. Mm-hmm. Like, you never want to become that. There's always a reason. Oh, the reason why. Yeah. Right. And it's either, like, you have to decide, like, food for your siblings. That's what he said. He said... Keeping the lights on. Yeah. Either yeah. That it
1: lights or... Keeping the lights on or... What was yeah. the other thing? I things? don't remember. Yeah.
0: Um, but then also, we come to find out that Khalil wasn't in a gang. He wasn't a part of that unit. hmm and the only reason he was selling drugs was to c- clear up a debt for his mother
1: because she stole money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's just heartbreaking all around. You know, I think that there's there's so many reasons why people make the choices that they do, right? And we don't have insight into any of them,
1: right? Um, and does that justify killing someone because they sold drugs? do you know what I mean like where is the line you know like uh, what crime is so atrocious that them being killed is acceptable and you can Mm -hmm. sleep better because oh well okay well they pushed drugs or they shoplifted or they were running away from the police Mm -hmm. for whatever reason does any of that justify getting killed over yeah you know and some people will say, would some say people yes. Some people will say yes. I don't think so. Yeah. That's my opinion. Correct.
0: <laughs> we are allowed to give it because this is the great podcast. Yes. Hosted by Kai.
1: Um, so what else happens? So
0: eventually we meet Miss um, Oprah.
1: Yes. Miss Ofra. Let's talk about that name choice. <laughs> Hello.
0: <laughs> I was like, I clearly, you know... It's chosen because, you know, Oprah is a powerful woman right. in the community. But mm-hmm. I was to me, I'm like, um, I don't <laughs> Almost know. Almost too literal. Yeah. <laughs> so she's the head of this nonprofit that... Called justice, justice for
1: Just Us. Justice. Just Us for Justice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So she is encouraging um, Star to... Speak out. Yeah. And, you know, she can... Use her voice. ...fight back by using her words. Right. So, eventually, that happens.
1: She does, yes. Yeah, she
0: goes on national TV.
1: Right. And she is does it in a way to clear Khalil's name because all the media has jumped on the fact that he sold drugs. Yeah. You know, police shoots known drug dealer, again, as a way to justify a killing. Right. When the circumstances did not even call for that. Um so she does it to Claire's name. At the same time, she dry snitches, right? Is that what they call it? That's what
0: they call it. I had never heard of such.
1: On King,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, the head drug dealer. doesn't say his name outright, but everyone knows who she's talking about. Um, but she does it anyways. It kind of endangers her. And her family. And her family. But she does it anyways, and her family stands behind her. Um, and then some shit goes on from that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, he just threatens and
1: threatens and throws a Molotov cocktail. Yeah. into the store at some point. Yeah.
0: Um Okay, this is a, a radical departure from what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. But the whole storyline of like her and Chris having sex, that uh-huh. was weird, I thought. <laughs> that was unneeded. Uh-huh. It was like a weird like departure. So at the beginning of the book, She's kind of mad at Chris. Oh, that's right. And, like, that's why she's talking to Khalil at the party is because right. she's mad at Chris. Because, because he pulled a out condom. a condom. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, they were, like, messing around.
1: Uh-huh. And she was mad.
0: And then we kind of, like, go back to that a little bit of I, them, like, fooling around. And then her saying, like, I'm ready to have sex. And he's like,
1: Not no. Not <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was like,
0: okay, why did the editor, like, leave this in the book? Yeah, or maybe it's
1: very young adult.
0: Maybe every book needs to have, like, a sex...
1: Sexual tension. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was weird to me. Well, and I, you know, I did think it was funny that this is a white character and her dad, what's his name again? Big Mav. Big Mav. Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> that was tension too because he would never have chosen a white boy for his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So. What
0: would you think about Big Mav?
1: Um, I thought it was, you know, he was cool. He was trying to do his his business thing um he was tending them roses on the daily <laughs>
0: okay that to me was like some super cheesy symbolism yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're dry they're not flourishing they're just
0: not flourishing <laughs> i'm watering them every day and it was like uh, the family unit the neighborhood i felt like uh, it was like that was it was represent like they're living in their neighborhood but they're not flourishing uh-huh and then, did you notice that he took the roses with them to the new neighborhood? I'm getting ahead of myself. Here.
1: Oh, I did not notice.
0: That. Yeah, so eventually, guys,
1: Big Mav. So there's tension between Maverick and, and Lisa, wife, the parents, yeah. because she wants to leave Garden Heights.
0: Which I don't blame her. No, of course not. Like every night.
1: If you hear gunshots you every hear night. Gunshots. Um, yeah, that's not cute.
0: Yeah. Um, so this was. Okay. <laughs> so Star's talking about having her friends from Williamson over to her house. Yes. for a sleepover, a sleepover. party yeah. and one of her friends wanted to leave because she was scared by the gunshots hello <laughs> right that's <laughs> not
1: a far stretch no yeah when I hear like a car backfire in my neighborhood you, th- you think it's a gunshot I yeah. think it's a backfire I'm sure it's a gunshot <laughs> I'm positive um, like I get startled for sure mm-hmm. um, so for like a teenage girl in a completely new neighborhood and to hear that it's like yeah I get why you'd be scared shitless you know to be in this neighborhood.
0: That would be... I don't know. That would... They made it seem like, yeah, there was tension over it and they fought. But I feel like that would be a bigger deal.
1: It's a, almost a deal breaker for you.
0: Yeah. So if, We're
1: staying in this neighborhood... Regardless. For your pride.
0: For your pride over yeah. like the safety of our children.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yeah. So... So they were planning. That stretched the realms of reality a little bit for me. Yeah,
1: I forget at what point Maverick decides, yes, we will leave this neighborhood, but we'll obviously be involved because our business is still here.
0: Then they go do it in the bedroom to Jodacy. Okay,
1: that freaks me out. <laughs> like, if I was younger and, like, I and my parents are, like, you know, getting it on. And, and they the, just turn the TV up I and Jodacy. Oh my really. god more <laughs> awkward and more uncomfortable. That was also... <laughs> I was
0: just like, what? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I loved all the Jodeci references a, know, in the right? book.
1: <laughs> and Tupac, too. Um, all, that ni- all the 90s music.
0: So, I feel like we're kind of skipping around all over the place, but yeah, there was some veiled symbolism with some roses and he took the rose bushes with them to the new neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't move into like the rich neighborhood, they moved into like... Uh, neighborhood of mixed colors Ah. that came out weird but it was like black people and white people Uh and all different races that's
1: my Shenandoah (laughs) it's my utopia
0: it was also kind of weird that like everybody that lived in the rich neighborhood lived in the same neighborhood right like there was only one when then uncle Carlos Carlos
1: lived on street from Chris Chris yeah Yeah, yeah.
0: Maya was there too they all in the same neighborhood
1: (laughs) Um, yeah, and so, there was, she goes back, you know, she's in an up-school, and then there's a scene But where she's also,
0: like, not being truthful with anybody about, like, I would tell my friends, like, yeah, she denies Khalil. Right. She said that, no, that's not the same Khalil.
1: Why would she do that? Why do you think she did that?
0: Because she's separating, you know, she's like, no, I just... I'm gonna be my Williamson Prep person right here and I'm uh-huh. not gonna talk about this is my friend Khalil who at that point she thought was selling drugs and in a gang uh-huh. so I was just like no what do you think?
1: Um, that's what I, I didn't get it was it, I mean again it kind of goes back to the idea of why she thought it was so important to not come out as the person that was in the car with him mm-hmm. like I just I just thought that was the whole that whole thing was confusing to me yeah you know
0: I can't say it was abundantly clear and we all knew that eventually she was gonna come out right so I was like do it faster honey right you trying to get more words in here (laughs) more pages
1: um but then there's that that, that fried chicken comment that Haley made yeah you know like if you looked at the basketball like Like, it was fried chicken maybe you'd get to it faster Yeah. yeah Um, And that set Star off. And that kind of was the beginning of the end of their friendship. Yeah. Because then, like, they all hang out together in the rich neighborhood at Maya's house. And then it kind of comes out... um,
0: But Haley had bullied Maya, too. Right. Who's Asian.
1: Yes. And she made a comment about them eating cats for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Like, is that really a thing? It sounds so bizarre to me. Um, I've
0: never heard of (laughs) Asian people eating cats.
1: Right. So then that forms... People of Color Coalition between Star and Maya. Yeah. And they agree that they're not gonna let Haley get away with talking like being bully and being semi racist mm-hmm. or maybe completely racist with those comments, right? Yeah.
0: So this is like the only note I took out in the book, I took a snapshot. So they're talking about how Haley had said these mean things to both now Maya and Star. Mm-hmm. And um, this is what she writes. That's the problem. We let people say stuff and they say it so much that it becomes okay to them and normal for us. What's the point of having a voice if you're going to be silent in those moments you shouldn't be? Mm -hmm. So that actually, (laughs) I was reading this um, this past week and I felt like I had just been placed in a similar situation Mm. where I was in a conversation and somebody said something that I just did not agree with. And instead of using my voice and explaining why that could be taken um, a certain way, a certain way, I was just in my head, and I was just like, "No, just let it go."
1: So you thought that it was wrong in your head, but you didn't really say anything about it.
0: Oh yeah, I said nothing. Uh-huh. I immediately, when this thing was said, I clenched up, and I was like, "Oh my god, mm. what?" And then I'm like, "I'm not going to change this person's mind." Mm-hmm. However, even if I'm not going to change this, anybody's mind I feel like I shouldn't normalize it and just Mm. be like they stupid right you know
1: yeah and I also think that there's you know there's that idea of like I'm not going to change your mind and also if I don't see this person on a regular basis what what good does it do anyways right if it kept happening over and over again, I think that someone's more inclined to say something. Mm-hmm. But if it's like a one-off, then yeah, we let it slide by s- too often. So right? that
0: was very pertinent to me that mm-hmm. passage. Yeah, I was like, oh, I need to, especially you know, be a good example for Charlotte.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: she always sees me speak in my mind, so I just need to keep going, keep take it, a, it. <laughs> take it a step further.
1: Um, and then at one point. Uh, Star is called into the grand jury to see if they're going to indict 115. Right? And that's a whole process. And um, it's Carlos, it's the, the funny thing is, like, there's Uncle Carlos and some of the gang members in the community. Like, they escort her together uh-huh. to the grand jury. And it's kind of like this weird solidarity between police. And, gang, and members. gang members and
0: opposing gang members, right? Exactly. Everybody's coming together for Little Star,
1: right? So she goes, she gives her testimony, and they're waiting for it's like a
0: couple weeks. I think a long time,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. for uh, whether there's an indictment or not.
0: And in, uh, in the end,
1: nope.
0: Yeah, in the end, he's not indicted, right? Um, what okay, do you think about the the, when the, the daddy, dad? Yeah, when yeah the that's daddy what I was out. just getting ready to talk about. So there's this odd scene where the father of yeah, of 115, gives a TV interview. Right. And I'm like, why would he not just give his own TV interview? Why mm-hmm. would he have his dad do it? Right. The dad's on there crying, explaining that he was, like, his son was afraid for his life. and And right. um, the, the kids were belligerent. And Star just keeps making the point, like, we're just kids. right? Like, two 16-year-olds. So, mm-hmm. I thought it was just gross. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's so interesting that, you know, people have their own perception of things. Um, because, obviously, this is from Star's point of view, so she's saying she had her hands on the dashboard. You know, Khalil moved to the window, and that's what got him shot. It's not—they weren't being belligerent, right? But and it made me wonder, like, did 115 really think that he was— in danger or did he just fire up because someone was being disobedient to him you know what I mean and I wonder like does that happen like what is going through any officers of mine that had killed someone like did you think that was justified are you afraid to say you made a mistake mm-hmm. and, and have to deal with that consequence you know it just it's yeah. odd to think about
0: but especially, like, shooting somebody in the back. Like, as they're walking away. Yeah.
1: Running away. Whatever. Yeah. I mean... Yeah.
0: To me, that should never be a justified...
1: No. And it, it, it just makes me think that you're just so pissed off that they're not listening to you. That you feel justified in shooting them. You know? Yeah. Um, So, as a result of the non-indictment, the neighborhood goes fucking... Riots. Berserker mode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they spent a lot of time on the, like, riots and the the looting yeah. portion of the book. Mm-hmm. And Star gets in on the action.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think?
1: Um, do you have any
0: thoughts on this? I I understand, like, feeling mad and helpless. Right. And wanting to do something and feeling that like nobody's on your side.
1: I just don't understand why you would do that in your own neighborhood.
0: It's almost like adrenaline and aggression is taking over like rational thought. Right. Like you just feel helpless and uh-huh. you want to take it out on something.
1: Right. But then also like a- as they put up black owned mm-hmm. on the storefronts like don't mess with this because we're black owned. I mean there's got to there's some semblance of pause and rationalizing. Okay. I'll leave this one alone. Mm-hmm. So... I get that you see red and that you're furious, but you're also cognizant enough to not destroy certain businesses because you're reading this, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's very odd. It was the same thing with the, the LA riots, like when that happened, like it was surreal. But then when I was talking to someone that lived in LA, they're like, oh, well, it's just in the black neighborhoods. They're not. It's not like they're going into Beverly Hills mm-hmm. and rioting. And looting there, you know. And also, like, there is this thing where that language only happens in the black neighborhoods. When you're, when they're talking about, oh yeah, they're looting and rioting, da-da-da. But when it happens in a white neighborhood, they're gathering supplies.
0: Like Oh, really? Yeah,
1: that happened with, I think, one of the hurricanes recently. Is that they were showing, like, these... The white folks grabbing us all the stuff that they could, supplies that they could, and running out. And it's like, well, we can't use they can't use that, they can't sell it anyways. So, it's okay. Oh my gosh. So, it's just that the narrative shifts. Yeah. You know? So
0: intrinsic.
1: <sighs> yeah. Um, and so they're just making their way through the neighborhood at that point. And Star has an opportunity, one more time, to use her voice.
0: She chooses it. Yeah. And the police throw a uh, tear gas Te- yeah. device. Yeah, yeah. And she throws it back at them, and it's all caught, <laughs> caught on, on TV. Yeah. Stars just becoming. It bad. makes her
1: like a, a like more of a badass yeah. than she actually intended to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that pretty much like wraps it up. Yeah. So uh, she does find her voice eventually. Right and 115 does not get indicted <laughs> yeah the whole Chris thing was a little bit odd mm-hmm.
1: that was me I'm sorry it was okay.
0: <laughs> but at the end of the book um, you know she says that she's never going to stop fighting and
1: right, she's going to become a little but, so activist what do you think though about like the whole her double consciousness situation do you, do you understand that like how that happens yeah yeah
0: I mean, I think that um I feel like I mean I don't know. I don't
1: do we I, all have that in us, do you think? Um, like where we we behave one way in a certain situation and another way in a different situation because I feel like you of all people are like, I'm just me, <laughs> right? But do you ever feel like you have to edit yourself mm-hmm. or behave in a different way in a certain group of people? Yeah. Huh. Do you? I, yeah. But the the weird thing though, is like I, it's not like I, I ident- like with Star, she identifies with being a black person in a certain community, and then she identifies with being a student at this preppy school. But it's not like I identify hard with you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: with like being Asian, or growing up in a place called Coon Rapids. You know, um... I get that that's the context, but um, I never identified hard with those place, those things. But I knew I had, to, I had to be a certain way out in public, and then I could be a certain way at home. Mm-hmm. Right? So. I don't know.
0: I mean, the only context that I'm really thinking of it in is in like certain groups of friends. Mm. I'm like, I can make these kind of jokes with these types of friends. And I need to tone down my jokes with, like, these types of friends. It's Uh, it's always about jokes.
1: uh (laughs) That makes sense.
0: Um, just, like, yeah, be a little bit more buttoned up around some folks than I am around others. Yeah.
1: We can't just be ourselves, can we?
0: I can with you. (laughs) And all of you listeners.
1: Just put a mic in our our face and we can just be (laughs) ourselves.
0: Um... (sighs) <sighs> Any last else? thoughts? Well, we didn't talk about um where the name came from. Thug. Oh yes you give.
1: Thug life. So this concept came from a Mr. Tupac Shakur. Tupac.
0: So thug life. If you spell it, what is that acronym? An acronym. Yeah. So the hate you give, little infants, fucks, fucks. everybody. Yes. Um. And I I had never heard that before. Me either. How do you? No.
1: Um, Not until this book,
0: and I was, I guess the concept behind it is, if you already are projecting these attitudes and biases on young children, right. young black children, then they're going to grow up and be the very thing that you're afraid of, and then, eventually, persecute.
1: Um, it's very much. Like, did you ever see the movie The Kingdom? Does With it ring a bell? Jamie Fox, Jennifer Garner, Jason Bateman. So, um. It's a, it's a it starts off with uh, there's like a military base in like Iran or someplace in the Middle East. Um, there's a killing there that happens. It's like it's an ambush thing, and then there's an explosion in the city. And those guys they they are investigating it. Mm. Um, and Jennifer Garner's husband I think he's he dies in it. And so there's a one point where she's crying. Jamie Fox goes up to her and like whispers something to her. And then at the end of the movie, there's like, uh, they find the person who was in charge of this bombing, right? And then so he gets killed, and the grandchild witnesses it. And then someone whispers something to the grandchild, and at the end, it's revealed that both whispers were "We'll kill them all." Mm. And so it's just this vicious cycle of you fucked us over, we're gonna fuck you over, mm. you know. So it's sort of that same mentality. It's oh, like that's interesting. Yeah, is that it's just a cycle that is never gonna end unless we shift that paradigm. It's a radical shift. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good movie. It's fucking scary as hell.
0: <laughs> the kingdom. The kingdom. Yeah, I've never even heard of it. No. Yeah. But I like some Jay Garn.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's a badass on it.
0: All right, folks. Any suggestions for our next book club? Let yeah, us know. It can be
1: light, you know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be as deep as this one. Um, let us know.
0: In the meantime, send us emails at thegripepodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a review on iTunes and Stitcher.
1: And we will see you next week. <gasps> bye bye.